Welcome to Inquisitive Minds, and I want to say thank you very much to our listening audience. I want to say thank you for all those who listened to the first, very, very first episode with Shane uh, that we did before the budget. Uh, we had some discussions that was reflected in the budget. We had some discussions that people listened to after the budget that, that, that reflected on their day-to-day lives, and I think that is what communication is about. That is what our program is about. Um, asking those questions and, and bringing the things that happen in the boardrooms and businesses um, in society to the, the day-to-day man. Um, and thank you all for listening and, and on to our second episode. Thank God for that. I want to first uh, introduce uh, my co-host, the well-esteemed, the social sage, the one and only Ricardo Mitchell. Uh, and of course... Next to uh, Mr. Mitchell, we have uh, entertainer instru- extraordinaire, uh, critical thinker, who I admire a lot because of his creative and analytical side, uh, DJ Aaron 868. And of course, not last, last but not least, uh, my, and I have to say this because I'm a little bit protective, my little sister. Gia Valdez, clinical psychologist, uh, professional, who is going to discuss a topic with us today that we think is important. Now, Inquisitive Mind started off by talking about energy and economy. And today, we really want to talk a little bit about mental health. Um, in particular, we want to talk a little bit about anxiety. So uh, let me introduce my co-host, and I'll ask them to just uh, kick off a little bit, talking a little bit about uh, what we're going to talk about today. Well, this is quite the evening. This is quite the evening. So I'm here having my kale, oat, and apple shake. And I hear that I'm, I'm introduced by Brendan James, which is quite a plot twist because usually we do the introductions. Brendan, glad to be here. Love being a part of Inquisitive Minds. Uh, to parrot what you said, Thank you to the listeners so far. We've had an overwhelming response, and this is just the beginning of the journey. I almost choked on my last sip of kale when you mentioned your little sister, Jill, right? Because I, I know her as Miss Valdez, right? Just for the record, <laughs> I'm not going through that with you. Iran, uh, I see you finish um, moisturizing the beard. Yes, um, beard care is very, very important, I must admit. And you know that, Ricardo. And I'm taking it a bit different today because normally I stroke my beard in the direction of the morning sun. Today I'm doing it in the evening, all right? So, (laughs) and, you know, (laughs) I think that's the best way to say it. I don't let you all know the secrets to having a healthy beard. But thank you very much for that lovely introduction, Brendan. As Ricardo said, I'll echo it. It's really good to know that I'm so highly considered. And also, I... I've always wanted to hear what I would be introduced as if I was on the other side of the board. <laughs> right, and welcome. And welcome, Ms. Valdez, his little sister, as he said. Hello. Into, Good evening. Into inquisitive minds. It's my pleasure and my privilege to be here. Um, you know, my big brother doing big things. And of course, I always enjoy the company of one Mr. Mitchell and one Mr. Williams. So Mr. Williams glad to father. be here. All right, okay, DJ Aaron. <laughs> All right, okay. Just one little edit to my intro. I'm a counseling psychologist and not a clinical one. Sorry, counseling. That's all right. That's all right. Sorry. Come on, Mr. No problem. No problem. Mm. <laughs> um, just for the record, before we get into it, what's the difference between the two? I think that's no, a that, real good... That's, that's important good, um, to talk about. Yes. So a clinical psychologist um, deals primarily with... Um, sorry. Deals primarily with mental disorders. Right? So they can also do regular, quote-unquote, counseling. Um, where at, But they're more... Uh, you'll find them in, in medical settings, psychiatric uh, facilities, that kind of thing. Whereas counseling psychologists were... Um, more dealing with the interpersonal 
uh, development issues and emotional issues. So counseling psychologists tend to be um, for the quote-unquote regular or normal, and I use that term very loosely, um, quote-unquote person who has temporary emotional distress, whereas a clinical psychologist, it tends to be more severe. Interesting. Very I, yeah. I, I learned something new today. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good stuff. Well, as we're going to enter into the discussion, I just want to premise it by kind of laying things out of why he wanted to talk about anxiety as a big topic. So, DJ uh, Aaron 868 and Ricardo Mitchell, I applaud them because they have been over the last uh, years been promoting mental health amongst our community in Trinidad and Tobago and to all their listening audiences. And I also wanted to, for us to do this, but talk specifically about anxiety. I read a New York Times article um, during the pandemic of a young person who was who's working on Wall Street, a professional who regular, having a normal day, and who had a severe panic attack um, in the washroom of his of his building. And it was his first time having such a severe panic attack and end up in a situation where the panic attacks were impacting on his day-to-day life. And I found that was such a, such a moving story because anxiety is something where a lot of people suffer with, suffer in silence, or maybe don't even know that they're suffering. And another thing that, that really struck me, and um, feel free to laugh at me with this statement I'm about to make. During the pandemic, like uh, typical Gen Z, I, I downloaded TikTok um, just to pass the time. Uh, <laughs> because, of course, I'm following all the Chinese street fashion, which I found was very entertaining. But that makes sense. It, <laughs> but in... In perusing the TikTok algorithm, I noticed that a number of young people in China today has been posting stuff on TikTok about their own experiences as a Trinidadian, a young Trinidadian, uh, but also talking about mental health in a real open way that, I mean, in my generation, the generation before us, has never really talked about it. Um, and I thought it was kind of refreshing. But so the big question that I have is anxiety. Well, two things, anxiety. How prevalent is it? And is this something that we need to focus more on? And the other big question is, are we missing an opportunity? Because I think there's an opportunity here. So uh, I, w- I will kind of lead in a little bit, Joe, with these two big questions, and we will follow up with some other questions after. So I'll, I'll give you the floor. Okay, thank you. Um, yes, I did laugh at you when you said TikTok. I'll stop with that. <laughs> um, in terms of anxiety, yeah, it is very prevalent. Now, I think primarily with, um, you know, you're seeing our generation and generations afterwards because we're becoming more open-minded about speaking about mental health. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily more prevalent or if it's just that people are more open about it. You know, so that's definitely something to consider when it comes to that. Um, but definitely we do find a lot more people coming in um, with reports of anxiety. I think especially with regards to, I mean, correlation is not causation. But I do think if you were to explore, you would see that there is a high correlation between social media and um, anxiety and depression. Right? So that could also play a role um, in terms of why it also is more prevalent or why that pay is more prevalent. Uh, The second question you asked, are we missing an opportunity? Is that it, to focus on it? Yes, yes. Um, Definitely. While I do think things have changed and are changing with regards to well-being and mental health, um, not only within Trinidad and Tobago, but the Caribbean at large, there's still so much work to do. There's still so much work to do. So, you know, to me, in 2020, going to see a therapist should be you know, as commonplace as saying you went to the doctor. Yet still, we still have this taboo surrounding it um, and everything that goes along with it. So, because there's still the perception that you must be mad, quote unquote, or you have issues if you're going to see someone. And that if you do, it means there's some sort of weakness on your part when that's really not the case. 
So yes, I think we do still have a big role to play. There's still a big gap to fill in terms of ensuring, you know, there's more focus placed on, on mental health and anxiety in particular. Excellent, excellent points. Um, one of the things that, uh, that I have been looking at as well, in terms of that whole social media interface and stuff like mm -hmm. that, is that a lot of these social media companies are trying to integrate, I would say, positive reinforcing type of applications to try and help in terms of limiting the interactions. Um, just to give an example, so for example, if you're on YouTube, you have a, a pop-up that may come up that says it's, you have spent this amount of time scrolling through videos, and maybe it's a time to take a break. Um, okay. And, and in some, some applications, uh, Facebook and others, if you do set up those things for your kids, you can set up limits and, of course, how long they spend on certain applications and stuff like that. Um, what are your thoughts on, on those sort of things in terms of helping with that interaction, um, dealing with those linkages between social media applications and that type of thing? Well, clearly I'm not spending enough time on social media because I was not aware. I mean, I do know when I'm on Netflix for a while, they said, hello, are you still watching? Um, <laughs> but I do think that those would be helpful in terms of managing time, but also we have personal responsibility and accountability. So I think it's good for parents to kind of set that those limits now, which will be even more difficult to do um, considering the fact that school is online. So even though you may not be spending as much time on social media apps, you're still online quite a lot. Um, and there's no telling what you're doing when you're online for school, really. Um, but I feel like the, the possible correlation I spoke about earlier is more indicative of uh, teens, young adults, and you know older adults so i don't know i think it could be helpful but i think it will again come down to you making the decision okay i'm not going to go on newsfeed because if i see someone pregnant again i'll lose my mind you know that kind of thing you have to also know what triggers you yeah interestingly enough brendan uh i was playing a 1994 super nintendo video game 1994 and this was the first time I've seen this in the 30 years of me playing video games. But in this particular game, every half hour or so, you would get a call from a non-playable character that would actually ask you if you want to take a break. It would say that you, um, you've you been at it for a while. Do you think you want to take a break now? And they'd offer you um, a mid-game save point. And, and it struck me as really odd that the idea that we would have to be electronically reminded to take yeah. a break from screen time was already being implemented or at least the idea was there and maybe the need for it wasn't as um as real as as relevant as it is now you know so just you mentioning that they reminded me of it and i thought to myself wait a minute is this what happens when you have a solution to a problem that has not matured yet you know is it that it's, it's harder for people to integrate it or to accept it or to even consider it as being plausible when not enough people have any problem? So that was a, that was a really weird, uh, I don't even call it a coincidence, but you know, it, it was um, quite a revelation. That, I'm not know, even aware that that was happening because my actual, my biological older brother and Brendan and some of their counterparts used to spend all day playing video yeah. games. So if that, if that yeah. reminder popped up then, they definitely ignored it. Yeah, literally, this was the only game I've seen this, you know, and I, I could totally relate to it being important. Now, uh, if you don't look at, if you don't watch yourself carefully, sometimes you have two and three screens around you at the same time that happens in life as well eh? because sometimes we need to be reminded to take a break in life not just with screens yeah that's important now i just want to pivot just a little bit mm -hmm. um and i was reminded just now and that it just came to mind when we are thinking about the show and uh, here and i hope you don't mind uh, talk about this you know you would have shared something else something that you went through with a friend of yours that you were able to pick and realize that the person was having anxiety issues in terms of um, in terms of the symptoms um, 
but you know not all of us might have an ear on around us <laughs> to kind of help us along to kind of pick out like listen how you're having or, or, or your friend you're having a, a, a median anxiety attack so i just wanted to talk about some of the, the things that um jerry could talk about some of the things that are the usual things that you see on tv that they relate to anxiety and maybe the things that is related to anxiety that we don't normally relate to anxiety so that people can kind of see themselves in those possible symptoms okay so everybody's different and so what may manifest as anxiety to you may not manifest as anxiety to me um however you can have tension a lot of tension in your body because that is the physical manifestation of what is going on um you may feel dizzy. Some people feel dizzy. Some people feel nauseous. Um, some people have heart palpitations. Some people have difficulty breathing. Some people sweat profusely, right? Whether it's in their hands or their feet or, you know, their actual body, you see them sweating profusely. So it really is um, dependent on the person. Your heart rate may increase. Your chest may feel tight. Um, those are just a few of, of the symptoms that you might see. So, um if it's a, a panic attack, right? That is something that is, is, it can also be referred to as panic disorder. It is something that happens, it is intense and it is acute um, on the onset. And it is usually not linked to anything in your physical surroundings. So we kind of tend to use panic attack and anxiety attack interchangeably, but they're not necessarily the same, right? So um, for instance, you, might be walking down the street and then this thing kind of just hits you. It's not linked to anything that you would have seen or anything like that. It could have to do with maybe something you were thinking about, right? But it's not necessarily anything in the environment. Um, whereas if you're anxious, it could be attached to a specific thing, like a phobia, right? Or it could be many things as opposed to one thing. So then it's generalized anxiety. I don't know if that's clear. No, yeah, that, that is that is clear. That that is very clear. Um I, I will share the experience that I had many years ago and and tell me if this is related to anxiety as well. So for example, I, I was hospitalized when I was very, very young. And um while in hospital I remember having this um skin cream that I would have used because it was cold and stuff like that. It's a Jurgen's aloe vera that I cannot use up to today. Mm. If I smell that similar, it 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 trips me out. Um, in terms, of I feel uncomfortable. I'm not sure. You know, sometimes I may get a, a little upset because and I don't know why. And it's only when I, when I remember what the smell is, and I'm like, I, I, it's connected to that that experience. So, if I, me going through something like that is, is that is that like a trigger? So, if, could things like sense and so forth trigger? something like that with me like and that kind definitely. of definitely definitely so you know we as humans we're very much sense oriented <clears throat> sorry and sense memory is very strong so that's why sometimes you're fine until you smell that smell or you mm -hmm. hear that song you know and it reminds you of the time and the feelings associated with that time and if the memory is strong enough it will come back so you know that's why sometimes people end up you know you're fine and you may be going through a banker and then you hear that song or you smell that perfume or smell that cologne, you know, and then all of a sudden you're transported back to that time and the emotions, you know, especially if it's something that's unresolved. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, there, there's one thing I want to ask. I know jail be, before this question, we were talking about having many devices around us. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to just use this example. You're, you're, you're using Google Chrome, right. And you have, many tabs open on many different pages and i think let's draw let, let's connect that to the mind i think that's how the mind works standing to a point you have many different tabs open all at the same time but you can't think of two things at the same time right mm -hmm. and in switching between those the thought processes between let's say home and work or family in changing that that thought and changing what you're focusing on could that bring about some sort of anxiety in life if i'm if i'm understanding you correctly you're talking about the various things that may be on your mind and mind going between all of, yeah. each. Mm -hmm. yes yes that can definitely bring about some level of anxiety because anxiety is tied to fear 
um, in terms of not of the unknown, essentially. So because you don't have control over a particular situation, that can be anxiety inducing. So if it is that you're thinking about something that's particularly stressful about the summer work, and you're also trying to manage something at home, just trying to control those situations can bring about some anxiety because you feel overwhelmed. You're not grounded because these things are outside of your control and nobody likes to feel that way. And so usually anxiety is the resultant feeling. So sometimes pressing alt control and delete could help for the technique. Does that mean does that mean to close it? <laughs> yes, to close it, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes, and you're absolutely right. Because when you have all those things running, even if you're not conscious of it, you know, your your machine, your mind is still on. You know, and so that kind of adds to the wear and tear over time as well. So it really is important to just, you know, close some of the tabs sometimes. Thanks for that, Jill. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I love the fact when you said that everybody's different. So for some persons, it may manifest in the sweating, or um, I, I, I can't remember all the examples, but you know those different things. And for some persons, it may even manifest with, let's say, unprompted bowel movements. Everybody is different, and you really need to know how your body and know what you're reacting to, and to know what to pay attention to as we would see Ricardo at other occasions. You know, um, this is not the first time I've heard Aaron talking bowel movements. You know, um, I just normally don't <laughs> put it happening? quite like that. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, th- you know what? Um, I, I want to actually acknowledge that that is one of the things that I do when I'm a little anxious. I, I do tend to try to de-escalate the situation with humor. Because while we are here speaking about our different uh, variations, expressions of anxiety, I was thinking, I hate scheduling. I hate scheduling, literally. If you tell me we have something to do next week Thursday at 9 a.m., you have just given me anxiety until next week Thursday, 9 a.m. I hate appointments and deadlines and scheduling. If, if the, all right, you know what? I have something to do next week Thursday. I'll put it in the back of my mind until maybe the, the Wednesday. Because if I, t- if I think about it before then, I start to feel as if I have this obligation, this compulsion, and it, it unsettles me. You know, it, it, I, hate, <laughs> I hate deadlines and appointments and scheduling. It, it, so I really try to live, even with structure, without that um, definition, because I, I almost feel trapped by engagements and so Aaron apologies for referencing your um, vernacular and intestinal conditions you know, or, the com- or the combination thereof you know Ricardo you just mentioned that and, and something came to mind the dreaded three words no four words that every man would hear in a marriage or relationship we, we need have to, to talk, talk. <laughs> you know, I, 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 we, we sit here, it's three men, and um, Jill, you could say you could also chime in on this. You know, Jill, and uh, you could chime in on this as well. Have you ever heard, heard those words and felt a sense of unwavering, unknown, guilt? Like, what did I do to deserve this? Why, where did this phrase come from? No, um, <laughs> not enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are alone. <laughs> we, we are not, alone in the world. Yeah, boy. <laughs> we are alone in the universe. Yeah, boy. <laughs> not, not quite in a relationship setting, but, you know, I mean, I know it's different, but if, if you know, a friend, a very close friend tells me, you know, I need to talk to you about something. Yeah, I'm like, oh gosh, what what did I do? What happened? You know, but I know it's very different for men and I do encourage my female clients to not do that. And if they say that they they need, you know, if they do need to talk to the person, let them speak to them, you know, as soon as possible, like immediately, if not sooner. So I know it is, it is indeed um, anxiety inducing for you all, I can only imagine. So, <laughs> yeah. It, it would be remiss of me to let this opportunity pass. But as an inquisitive mind, why do your load conversations? Why, 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 do, why, why do we have to be 
prompted and why is why is this situation loaded why would you tell me seven o'clock in the morning before i go to work that we need to talk later you know why why what response what condition are you anticipating that i would meet this conversation in when i'm loaded by it eight to ten to twelve hours before i have no idea because as i just said i'm in a set situation <laughs> that's not something that i would i would do you know um, but i do think some of the some of the women i can't speak for all but you know a few of them who would have shared that with me um their thing is the, at that time they probably kept it in for as long as they could and they need to let you know that there is something on their mind but they also recognize now is not the time to talk about it but they also don't want to catch you unawares because from what i understand a lot of men don't like that either they don't want to be you know you just kind of punk some out of nowhere with this big thing and i wasn't ready i just came home from work i just kind of want to relax and watch this football game and you know so but if some women their mindset is well if i tell you from in front then you you have forewarning you know, and to be forewarned is to be forearmed. Not so. Um, well, you know what? <laughs> but this, I know, I know for some, <laughs> the, the effect is different. Yes. Yeah, this, this, is a def- this is the definition of the Inquisitive Minds podcast. Well, it's not always about getting an answer. It's about asking the right questions. I think you, you in particular, wanted to answer. <laughs> I think so. I feel like he I'm had a question yeah, you... he needed to know. <laughs> he didn't want to ask it, but he, he wanted the answer. Yeah, he wanted the answer. Uh, I, I want to change gears just slightly a little bit. Um, JL, you would have given us a very clear distinction between the anxiety attack and that panic attack. And I want to premise this question by saying to our audience, our listeners, if you suspect that you are suffering from anxiety or panic attacks, go and get help. Go and get help, please. But I want you to talk a little bit about what could be the repercussions of it being untreated. Because I think we need to also talk a little bit about what those consequences could look like so that people don't know that, listen, it may seem like you're dealing with it now, but what could happen later on if it is you do what you can see? Good question. Um, mental health is just as important as physical health. Uh, this is something that we've been trying to um, ensure is ingrained in people's minds lately with all the talk of mental health and you know your health is your wealth and all of that. You can be mentally sound and physically sick and you're not going to be okay you can be physically healthy and mentally unwell you're not going to be okay they both require the same amount of time and attention uh that being said if your anxiety or your panic attacks or what you know what have you is left untreated then you're going to find yourself at the mercy of your mind and your body essentially if you're not able to learn to live with it, to control it properly, to treat with it in a healthy way, because some people try to deal with this stuff in unhealthy ways, um, you'll end up in a situation where you are literally at the mercy of your body. Anything could trigger you because you're not paying attention to what triggers you. It could manifest physically to actual sickness, right? So that's how come we end up with some of these lifestyle diseases. You end up with hypertension because your stress level is through the roof because maybe you're so anxious about everything around you or you're anxious about your relationship or you're anxious about your job, right? So because as I said before, everybody's different and that anxiety manifests in different ways. So for me, it might manifest in an increased um, heart rate, which could then have its own repercussions, right? Maybe you're in a situation where you feel you can't breathe. That can have its own repercussions. Maybe you end up blacking out, right? So there are different things that can happen to you if your anxiety is not treated with very much physical symptoms in terms of what you feel, in terms of the possibility of developing a lifestyle disease, but also in terms of your mental state and your mood. If you're constantly anxious, can you imagine being constantly worried about everything or about one specific thing to the point where it controls your life? And then sometimes I could bring on other um, mental conditions because usually anxiety and depression go hand in hand. You know, so it's it's important to ensure that you you treat with it appropriately. 
this is just, um that that's kind of like um the difference between being focused and being fixated you know yes correct it, it, it's healthy to be able to think about one thing at a time but it's also unhealthy if that's the only thing you're thinking about yeah because a fixation can become an obsession so to tie this into another question we were going to ask so it's not it's not just enough to pray and be a positive person no it's you not know? take it from me a prayer and a positive person mm-hmm. i have a therapist so it is it is important while while you need to be positive because your mindset is important right i can't stress that enough um the primary theoretical orientation that i subscribe to is something called cognitive behavioral therapy um and in its simplest terms um your thoughts impact your feelings and your feelings impact your behavior right simplest simplest terms so take for instance this pandemic we don't know when it's going to end and by all accounts it may never end it may be a situation where we end up treating with it very much like the common cold you know, it's we can't find a cure, but we're managing with it, right? So until it moves from its current state, where we have to wear masks all the time and we can't gather and all of that, um, your we don't know when that aspect of it will end. Your mindset is what's going to see you through. So you have to be able to be positive. You have to be able to manage your thoughts and manage your concerns because if we're falling apart now, what's going to happen later on down the line when we don't know when this aspect this appearance of it will end you know and it's very similar to you with what whatever you're dealing with in your life how you think about it is exactly how you're going to manage it because your perception is your reality if you believe the curtain is green and i believe it is green i can't it will i will have to come around to possibly change your mind or at least have you be open to the possibility that the curtain is green and not green but if everything around you has supported evidence, you know, supported the fact that the curtain is green, that's your reality. And so because you perceive the curtain is green, the curtain green. You understand? So because your perception is your reality, your thoughts are really, really important. You know, as you said before, what you focus on, that's what is going to grow. So if it's the negatives that you're focusing on and you're not trying to see, okay, how can I have a positive spin on this or how can I manage this in a healthy way, it can consume you. Positivity, prayer, and professional health. Yes. Correct. And you know, um, I, I must take this opportunity, Brandon, because you're saying that persons should access help. And I'll take a page from Ricardo's book here, something that he was very much an advocate of. Just to let you all know that if you are seeking free mental help, mental health help, you can go to the TT Connect site and search for individual group or family counseling to access free mental health. Help. Because, you know, we can't just tell you to access it. We also have to let you know where you can access it. That's excellent. That's excellent. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Because resources are out there. Yeah. Yes. And um, you know, we don't just want to start the conversation. You know, we kind of want to be able to, in a case like this, give you a nudge. You know, at least give you a direction. And one of the things that I wanted to, to, to mention, ask GL as well, her opinion on. And again, I want to premise this by telling all listeners there's nothing, nothing, nothing that can replace professional health. Nothing. You need to, to seek help. But so, for example, the CBT um, approach that she spoke about was something that I accessed when I had a difficult time. And it, I went down the rabbit hole. Of course, I looked at it as a project. And I actually went and researched the guy who came up with CBT. Um, and he was a stoic. Um, and for those who know me, Stoicism and Stoic philosophy is a big part of my life. And a lot of the principles of Stoicism align with a lot of the things Jay has informed us of in terms of your mental approach and stuff like that. So I'm promising the question by with those things by saying, what are some resources that you think we need to look at jail uh, young and young at heart in between the sessions of seeking therapy? that we could, um, we could uh, access or, or, or look at? Um, 
Well, I really just encourage people to pay attention to themselves, which is something that we don't do. Um, if you <laughs> you look at how we spend our time, you'll realize that a lot of it is really geared towards distraction from self. So whether it is social media, whether it is your friends, whether it is liming, a lot of the time, what could just be um, a stress relief measure can also be a distraction from whatever you're dealing with. And sometimes you need a distraction. I'm not saying distractions are bad, but if you're only being distracted and you're not trying to treat with what you're trying to be distracted from, then, you know, it doesn't make any sense. So number one, I would say pay attention to yourself. Um, number two, pay attention to your surroundings because sometimes your trigger comes from other people. Sometimes it comes from your surroundings. Uh, the third thing I would say is, you know, read. Just read. Google is your friend. You know, um, if there is something that you want to find out about, just do some reading. Make sure they're valid sources, reputable sources. And most of the times, there are a lot of articles, there are a lot of videos, even animated shorts that can explain to you, okay, this is what depression looks like. This is what happens when you're depressed. This is what happens when you're anxious. Um, and maybe even some simple techniques for you to manage, whether that is deep breathing, whether that is playing a, um, sports or exercising, whatever it is, there's usually very simple things that you can do to manage. Now, if you realize it is way outside of your realm of control, that's definitely when we would encourage you as well to seek professional help. Yeah, um, you know, that, that's excellent, Jail. And I, I just want to add to that, as you said, Google is your friend. On YouTube, there are also many short videos that you can look at yeah. because I was going through a tough time a little bit earlier this year and I found a lot of comfort in looking at short videos on coping with mm -hmm. different things. You know, um, I looked at one specifically on dealing with anxiety because I thought I was getting, I, I was taught I was getting anxiety attacks during that time and it really helped me a lot. So the social media is there because YouTube is a form of social media, guys. But it's how you use that form of social media. Right. Not as a form of escapism, but a form of learning on how to cope. You know, finding that balance. Balance is key. Yeah. Balance and that fulcrum. Yeah. Balance between righteous and ratchet. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Walk you know, I, I said that with fulcrum there. And I remember... Funnily, my second or yeah, my standard two teacher from San Fernando Boys RC School, Mr. Alfonso. He said the day you remember that word you're old. So guys, I am yes, now old. officially old. No so you reached there. I reached there. I had a question for Aaron. Eh? I wanted to ask him which perfume um brand is his trigger with. Wow. I I will decline to answer that question. <laughs> I think we should all answer that wow. question. I want to hear everyone's perfume trigger. You should know number five. <laughs> so, Ricardo, talk, you can go ahead now. If, if, if we all answering, I will answer. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, um, ladies first. Two, one, two. Oh, that is nice. That is oh. nice. The whole the whole line or just um a specific one? <laughs> a specific one. But I can't remember. <laughs> I just know it was a gray and a gray water. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well um, you know, before I um before I found uh, wisdom in the ways of the Lord, I was a man of these streets. <laughs> and yesterday? And um <laughs> Let's let's just say you know you've made bad decisions as a youth when your trigger smell is not perfume or cologne, but the rasta oil knockoffs. Wow! <laughs> the rasta oil versions. Right? <laughs> Sorry. I wasn't up ready. To, up to now, oh. when I see when I see Rasta on the road, I cross the street because I don't wow. know what will happen. I don't know what will happen if I get that good old sense of regret. But yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Hey, Ren. So, Kieran? Um, 
There are actually two. Ooh. Um, there's Curve. It's good perfume. And uh, Which Curve? The purple the, or the whole line? The whole line, like. <laughs> and the Beyonce, the Beyonce heat, the Beyonce midnight, like. Um, I think it's yes, oh, they are. On. Yes, that's they are many the, different Beyonce. Yeah, that's Beyonce heat, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, um, Brandon, I selling out my age, boy. I, I mean, well, <laughs> I, 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 I interested though. No, I, 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 I mean, I meant I said it jokingly, but Chanel. Yeah. Uh, classics and I love that and um, there's a Burberry that my wife wore Burberry. on our mm. first official date no, that's um, I mean some good stuff, Burberry. If, I, if I fly and I had a buy I buy it for her I, I love it so mm. that's my trigger right there. Oh, right, right. so the, the same way that we have things that could trigger our anxiety there are also things that could trigger our relaxation that of course. Sugar, you know, feelings, nostalgic feelings, healthy nostalgic feelings. Uh, this so aromatherapy has some merit. And what, the, what, what do you think about that, gel Honestly, yeah, yeah, aromatherapy definitely has um, some merit. Now, there are things people just think if you light some nice candles as aromatherapy, um, and it is a form of aromatherapy. But there are actual people who know the specific oils that need to mix to elicit certain feelings of relaxation, right? So it, that is important as well. So having a nice scented candle can help you relax. But in terms of maybe an actual aromatherapy session, um, maybe with like a massage therapist, you'll find that there are specific oils that they would use to el- elicit those feelings of calm and tranquility and relaxation and peace. No, not, not a hijack, but Brendan, I remember the initial question, bro. And I'm thinking to myself, the youth, the teenagers stuck in the house right now, the, the students who are looking forward to living on their own, uh, won't be able to go to UE right now. What I'm saying is the youth who are stuck at home, social media, I mean, they can't get a massage, they can't do their aromatherapy, you know, and to tie back to the overarching question, can are we missing an opportunity here to connect with the youth based on this particular situation and the advances technology has made and the way that they are open to the discussion? You asking me? No, let's represent it to the table <laughs> because um, I think it's also important that we look at what can we do in this opportunity that wasn't done for us. You know, it wasn't done for us. We're looking at a lot of people walking around fragmented and fractured and are we missing an opportunity here with the amount of technology and their willingness to discuss? You know, so what what can we do? Can I take a, a stab at it? Mm-hmm. Sure. Firstly, embrace it. Embrace the technology that we have at our fingertips. That's the first thing we could do in terms of accepting this opportunity which is in front of us. So the younger generation my younger brother, I'll use him as an example. They, they are very in tune with social media, the hashtags, the different avenues. I, do, I will not venture into TikTok, Brendan. I don't know how you accepted that. That's not me. Chinese street <laughs> fashion, I'm telling you, right? you will not regret it. But the avenues are there. What we need to do is make it interesting for the youth of today. So instead of us trying to push this information of anxiety and mental health down their throats in a way that we would want to, we need to find ways to interact with them in the forums that they want. So putting out tweets, short tweets, 140 characters only, expressing what anxiety is, and then you do a thread on it. So when you click on that one tweet, you see the different parts of it. You do short videos on YouTube or Facebook, Short docu-series, no longer than a minute, because we need to be very mindful that the attention span of the teenager is very short. So we need to really pay attention to what the youths are saying and don't just brush it off like, you don't know what you're talking about because you are 17 or you are 16. They have their own voice. They have their own way of learning. They have their own way of interacting. I-H-U, 
means I hear you. I thought it meant I need... hate you. What? I thought it meant I hate you. Oh, well, that is even worse now because my little cousin <laughs> always says that to me. So now you no, have I think you're right. I think, I think you're right. No, it really is does. I hear you. It is I hear I'm, you. Yeah. I'm, I'm really scared because like oh, every 10 <laughs> messages is I hate you. So no, I, it, it is I hear no. you. You're right. Sorry. Okay, cool. Yo, study um my so, nephew the first time he said sailors to me. I um was blue a fuse. Sailors? Sailors? Excuse? And I guess it's just and their I, way of saying say no more. I hear you, I understand yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Message you see. Hey, and I nearly blew a gasket. That's dust. My heart earned that's anyway. Dust. Look, anyway. <laughs> and that's the thing. We need to be able to put out the information in a language which they are gonna accept. And I just want to mention one thing as well. Angel, feel free to, to chime in with your professional um, guidance. Uh, one of the things that, that I, I use, and, and, and Aaron said it clearly, we could lean into the technology to help us. We could lean in and try to use it. Um, Angel said it. If you know your triggers, you know the things that, that, that will impact you, you are aware of what the symptoms are, you could find ways to try and identify it and cope. So sometimes I may not have uh, the ability to access my, my therapist. So one of the things that I use is an app called Headspace, which is a meditation app. And that has been the best investment I have made, <clears throat> right, in, in years. Um, young people, we, we, we do our subscription to them to, for Xbox and PlayStation and and um and other things give give your niece or nephew a subscription to headspace mm-hmm. quick 10 minute meditation your life will change um is the best investment i've, I've made yeah so mm-hmm. um, brilliant, brilliant point. that's good i think a lot of them they're so bombarded by technology and their minds are always buzzing that it's they don't know how to be quiet and to be still so I think that's excellent, Brandon. Um, I would say each one reach one. You know, each of us have young people in our lives that we could kind of mold and mentor. And if you don't, there are numerous ways to get involved. Um, I'm also the president of my alumni association, Holy Faith Convent Penal. And so through that, you know, we would want to try to do things to reach them, whether it is an alternative career fair, whether it is a mentorship program, you know, there are ways that we kind of want to make sure that we are instrumental in the the lives of those young ladies coming up. You know, there might be a particular uh, one in, that you're, you know, you, you're more um, affiliated closely to, or maybe in your church, um, there are a few who go to, you know, your past school or, you know, they're in school right now and they're just drawn to you. You know, you you try your best to make sure that you could reach them on their level, let them know that they can always talk to you. Just, I think that personal touch is important. Um, so even if you're using the technology, you know, maybe use it to that specific one or those specific ones, you know. So say hi to someone, message them, let them know they could WhatsApp you. Um, if they want to talk on Zoom, you're willing to do that. Just that individual tailoring of needs as opposed to you know the overarching things that we do or i should say in addition to the overarching things we do like a particular tweet or you know um tiktok or what have you just kind of reaching them on an individual uh, level there's one other thing that i wanted to to kind of kind of close in on um mm-hmm. as one of the last areas for discussion recreational drugs now there is a philosophy among some, whether we talking about alcohol, uh, in some cases, marijuana. We know cannabis is legal under certain, certain circumstances now. Um, and now in Trinidad and Tobago, based on when I speak to younger people, my nieces, nephews, and others, that we have more exotic type of drugs that has been used. Um, some people believe that these things can help with anxiety. Uh, I just wanted to get your, your perspective from it as a professional who, deal with, who will have to deal with patients uh, on that topic. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on it? And, um, um, I, think, I think anything um, 
in I think everything in moderation. Let me say that there. Um, you know, alcohol, the cannabis in the prescribed and legal amongst um, these things, they they do for some people. They you know, okay, let's take alcohol for example. Alcohol is a depressant. Alcohol is a downer. So that's why most times when people drink, their inhibitions go away. They feel more free. They feel more relaxed. Um, and for some people, marijuana does the same. I think it is important to again know yourself and know your body because these are chemicals that you're putting into your body, regardless of what it is, whether it is the exotic drugs or the natural quote unquote stuff, you have to know your body. I know people for whom marijuana does nothing. It just kind of chills them out, relaxes them. And then there are people who get completely paranoid when they take it, right? I have a friend, she decided she would try a brownie. And before she knew it, she was hiding behind her couch right because she was fearful that the other person that she was with was going to kill her so we have to really you have to know yourself right body chemistry body compositions all those things affect the impact of whatever drugs you put into your system so i'm always an advocate for more natural forms of relaxation and anxiety reducing mechanisms um such as your tried and true exercise right you have a little dopamine and your epinephrine your epinephrine being released so that you are able to be happy and and feel good about yourself um you know as you mentioned in meditation there's also deep breathing you know a lot of us don't breathe properly if i ask you to take a deep breath most times most people just their chests will rise because it's a shallow breath we breathe shallowly but for those of us who would have had some background singing um or even uh maybe in broadcasting you know <laughs> you know that's your uh, when you breathe properly, your diaphragm expands. And that's really the type of breathing that we should be doing because you have more oxygen coming into your system. So when we are stressed or anxious, what happens is that our body actually mimics um, the response when we're threatened, right? So, you know, we have fight or flight and they've recently introduced freeze, right? When you are faced with a threat, um, you either want to face the threat, you want to fight, you uh, you want to run away, you want to flee, or you'll be paralyzed by faith, right? You'll freeze. And so when you are stressed or you're anxious, your body mimics the responses that would happen in those situations. So something as simple as breathing properly can actually bring your heart rate down, can reduce the adrenaline so that the message is sent to your mind, to your brain, hey, there is no threat, we can relax. You know, so it's different for some people. It's painting. Some people, it's, you know, there are many different things. So I would more focus on those things because purely from the, the standpoint that you could control your body's response to those things. Yeah. Powerful, powerful sentiment there that you could control your response. You know, that, that is important because I know for a fact, hobbies aren't cheaper than drugs i just say they are not cheaper than drugs the benefit that you, could, you could control the response yeah i'll take that any day i do miss karaoke though <laughs> social distance you can do online karaoke and i'm about to say maybe i should try zoom karaoke we should do that this should be fun <laughs> we, should, we should try something after the recording no <laughs> <laughs> No, no. Once it's only at 90s RB. Ah, yeah. Only 90s RB. <laughs> and what are we talking about? <laughs> All right, Blueberry. Uh, <laughs> I take a nut. You know what, I want to flip the script as we close on our thing. You know, normally people ask a guest if they have any last words and that type of thing. But, Jen, I want to ask you a question. Mm -hmm. See, that's how you're sitting here with these inquisitive minds. And for us. Can you repeat that? You dropped a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. I said that considering um, that you're sitting with these inquisitive minds, do you have a question for us? How oh, do you guys deal with your anxiety currently? Hmm. Short answer. I hang up on Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, Honestly, that deep breathing thing is serious. I also do a lot of reading. I listen to a lot of music. 
uh, sermons help because you know sometimes they remind you that you're just part of something bigger. Okay. So sometimes it's a good idea to just put things in scale and realize that what is bothering me right now, I will not remember in a year. I mean, I may not remember in five years. So just get past it. So, yes, that's my thing. Thank you. What about you, Brendan? Um, well, I, I mentioned some of it already, and uh, I CBT has been very, very, very beneficial for me, um, and it really led me down a, a path of philosophy which has helped me significantly. So stoicism is something that has I practice. Um, so that helps uh, meditation, um, and that's something I do probably three to four times a week. Okay. Um, because I my one of my triggers is if I know I'm stressed at work, I feel a tension in my shoulder blades. Yeah. To the point where it's painful, and I know that hey, I need to, I need to meditate. And meditation for me is a mental to physical connection. I actually feel lighter. Um, and I go to my car and meditate uh, for ten minutes. I feel lighter. I think clearer. I solve problems better. I deal with people better. Um, so meditation has been a powerful tool for me. Um, and I actually started meditation similar to Aaron's start by YouTube videos. Mm. So that has been beneficial. Great, great stuff. DJ Aaron, 868. <laughs> um, firstly, prayer. Mm. Right? Prayer has been a very huge part in helping me deal with my anxiety. Um, Secondly, anytime I tend to feel anxious, I express my emotion through music. So since this entire lockdown has started, I probably have recorded close to 100 hours of mixes. Mm. And that's, wow. how I, yeah, that's, how, that's how I try my best to deal with my anxiety by expressing it through the music. And well, recently I only realized by checking my health app on my phone how much I walk on an afternoon. So, so I, I put those headphones in my ears and I walk. That is good That's stuff. That's good stuff. Excellent. That is good stuff. And this is what Inquisitive Minds is about, man. Asking the right questions. That was a great question, Jay. Thank so you. So can I be on Inquisitive Minds? But I, right now, I, I realize that um, you, you, you spoke as if you asked questions for a living. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sleep on me now. I see what you mm. did there, Ricardo. Mm. Yeah, oh boy. Mm. I love it. All right. All all, uh, that was excellent. Uh, thank you. Well, in closing, I want to say, Harker, uh, thank you to JL for giving us your time, your expertise, your your experiences so that we could share it with others. Um, thank you for engaging in our questions. Um, thank you for sharing your triggers. Um, you know, thank you for, for, for really being a steward for, for mental health because it's just as somebody was telling me, we practice personal hygiene. You know, it's important that we practice that emotional and mental hygiene as well. Right. So as much as you have to wash your skin, you know, you have to wash your mind and your emotions. Absolutely. And that is very, very important. Um, and that health, that, that link between mental health and physical health too is scientifically proven. Um, I'm really happy that you spoke about that. You know, so I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart and I'll let my 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 colleagues here. I want to say something off key, but I, I'll keep that to myself. Tell me after the show. Sorry. Go ahead, guys. This is Ricardo Mitchell, the social stage and the local stage. Thank you for joining us at Inquisitive Minds. Remember to check out anchor.fm slash inquisitive minds. Anywhere you would put a S, put a Z. I'm not going through the spelling right now. I'm not looking to embarrass myself. But anyway, you would put an S, put a Z. Right? We appreciate your support, guys. And yo, stay tuned. We're going to find ways to get in contact with you and maybe even start asking your questions in the future. So thanks a lot. DJ? Hey, thanks again. You're truly DJ Aaron868. Always great. Never late. And 
Wow. Well. <laughs> All right, you know, just want to say thank you to everyone that took the time and listened to the first podcast. It's the first of many, right? And remember, anchor.fm slash inquisitive minds, where you put a, where you normally part S, you're going to put a C. C. All right. <laughs>